0: Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Ross, coach with Peak Endurance Coaching Australia. Episode 43 is an exciting one. On the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of May, Hoka One One held the ISO Run Festival that consisted of a 5K, 10K, 21K and 64K all run at different times over the two days thus making 100ks. Athletes could choose which or all of the races they participated in. Doing all meant you were part of the 100k slam. Participants ran in every state and territory of Australia, as well as almost 20 countries around the world, including Denmark, Portugal, Zimbabwe, Brazil, the USA and Thailand. At last count, the HOKA team received and processed 1,037 finisher results, which is fantastic. The all-embracing tone for the festival was set by David King with his worldly Welcome to Country, a moment that was shared with running friends near and far. I myself participated in the slam. I had been reduced kilometres due to a change of focus in my training and trying to get over post-GSEI niggles. I had also just two days before slipped down my stairs in a moment of being uncoordinated and distracted and bruised my tailbone. This hurt a bit throughout the run. In spite of this, I completed the slam and felt fantastic to be part of a larger community to know that whilst I was doing my run, people around Australia and around the world were running at the same time for the same reason. And to me, that is what these sorts of virtual events are all about. As a part of ensuring this event encompassed the worldwide running community, Hoka athletes from America were involved in this race. I was fortunate enough to be able to interview a few of these. Jim Wormsley, of course, needs no introduction, but I will anyway. Jim was named Ultra Runner of the Year for four years in a row by Ultra Running Magazine. He is the course record holder of some of the most competitive ultras in the world, including Western States, Tarawara and the Lake Sonoma 50. For the ISO Run Fest, Jim ran the marathon. (coughs) Darcy Picou is a mum, professional ultra runner and therapist counsellor who lives and trains in Boulder, Colorado. As you may or may not know, after Barclay last year, I went and stayed with a friend in Boulder and ran on some of the trails there and it is amazing. I'm very jealous of her. She has been running for over 19 years and racing ultras for most of that time. With over hundred ultra races under her belt, she has finished many of these in the top three. She has won the Hard Rock 100 three times as well as winning many other tough races, as well as holding the FKT on the John Muir Trail, which is 222 miles. For the ISO Run Fest, Darcy ran the full slam and was the fifth female. Tim Tollison is a physical therapist at the Mammoth Sports Centre and Performance Lab. Tim is the 2014 USATF 50k trail national champion, the 2016 third place UTMB placer and a two-time Olympic trials marathon qualifier and he completed the marathon distance run. Mike Wardian is a prolific racer who I recently interviewed when he won the Quarantine Backyard Ultra. He followed on from that achievement with a 12-hour run the following weekend. For the ISO Run Festival, Mike ran the 100K Slam, of course, and was fifth male. My interview with him had to fit in around his latest event that he was participating in, which was a Dave Goggins event, which included doing four males every four hours for 48 hours. Does Mike ever rest? I hope you enjoy the interviews. I know I certainly enjoyed chatting with these amazing athletes. Hi, Jim, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So um, just recently, uh, Hoka One One had an ISO-run festival that you participated in. Can you tell the listeners which race you participated in?
1: Yeah, so I decided to join the marathon distance. Um, Kind of worked out that way for me.
0: Yeah, and um, I noticed when I was looking at Strava that you did actually a bit longer than a marathon. What was the reason for that?
1: Um, so I tried to just kind of do a fun route from my house and link together some trails that I haven't been on in a while and ended up being, um, I guess, in miles around 27, maybe 27 yeah. and a half miles, but uh, maybe 43, 44K. Um, yeah, I think it was which,
0: about 44K, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I kind of... Edging it on at least the marathon, I guess.
0: Yep. And um, so you did it mainly on trails?
1: Yep. So um, here in the States, we can still go outside and run on trails. Um, I just ran by myself and linked together some trails from my house and ending at my house and um, ended up getting some basically all single track trails and uh, a little bit of climbing in there.
0: Ah, that would have been nice. Did you do any specific preparation for the run, or are you always just ready to jump into a a long run or a race like that at any time? Yeah,
1: so it's part of my training right now. Um, So I didn't do anything specific, and that's the other reason why I guess I chose the marathon distance is it's kind of a comfortable long run um, as opposed to overexerting or... um, still getting a benefit out of the run um so it kind of yep. fits right in the middle of that
0: so you used it almost as part of your training more than anything
1: yep exactly
0: yep yep and that's a, that's a great idea and so um i believe you also had um some other big days leading up to um to doing this run what was that involved
1: yeah so if it i guess it if there was anything challenging about it is I did a fifty k, kind of another version of a COVID nineteen race where it was a locals only race about um, twenty minutes from here, and basically it was a challenge to do a race all in the same day, but everybody has to run by themselves or just roommates, um, and yeah. the goal is to have people start at whatever time they want and not coordinate anything but um so that was kind of fun and there was social distancing stuff with that and it was just kind of getting together I think there were 22 people in the race um so not really much uh but something fun to do but um yeah it was 50k the day before the ISO fest and then I did the 42k uh the next day so it kind of Made a good back-to-back long run.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot of running in two days. That's excellent. And um, so what have you done for recovery following on from those two days?
1: Uh, I only ran about 16k the next day, and then uh, kind of back into the Monday grind. Um, yeah. I've just been trying to log consistent miles right now. Just trying to stay fit, not overdo things, um, but have fun with it. And and yeah, try to do some trails that I Don't always do out my back door
0: and so with quarantine at the moment um i was just saying to you before that in in australia where well certainly in victoria we're only allowed to drive 10 minutes maximum really to to access trails or to exercise are you allowed to go wherever you want basically at the moment for you
1: um i think technically you could get away with just about anything um i've been just running from my house so Um, I guess apart from the one the day before the ISO run fest, um, but so for the most part I've been running from home. I think most people are tending towards short drives. similarly um, if they need to get to a trailhead and then um, I I don't see many people driving longer distances. So hopefully uh, people are lucky and they have good access.
0: So you obviously have access to trails within running distance.
1: Yeah, so I live in Flagstaff, Arizona, and um, one of the biggest reasons why I live here is because of the great access we have just from town out to the trails or to really flat roads and all sorts of dirt roads around town as well. So all sorts of variety of training we can get in here. And we're at really good elevation, right about 2,200 meters. So yep. um, this time of year is it's a great spot. Uh, yeah, pretty warm. Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, um, with with running like fifty k or forty two k, do you have a nutrition plan? Do you um, do you eat during a run like that? You know, gels or sports drinks? Yeah. So
1: during the ISO Run Fest, I guess beforehand I biked out. Uh, to about the halfway, well, a little past the halfway point, 15 miles out of 27. Um, and I kind of stashed two uh, 500 milliliter flasks under a, a little log. Um, and then I biked home and then hurried up and started my run. Yeah. And so, uh,
0: oh, so I you think, did that just before the run, did you?
1: Yeah. So there's a little bike ride logged uh, that was. Um, just stashing some food for that <laughs> run. So yep. all in all, I some had nice about warm up. Uh, yep. two liters um, that probably had uh, 250, 300 calories in each bottle, and then um, I think I supplement that with about five gels. So I stay on top of the yep. calories for the longer runs. So I, I think all in all, the route took me about four hours and 20 minutes. I think so. Yeah. Um, kind of worked out to be maybe a little over 300 calories an hour.
0: Oh, that's great. That's, that's good to be able to get that amount in. Um, how do you, like, I know they're races, but as we know, they're isolation races. How do you focus on racing when there's not people around you?
1: Yeah, so, I I don't think I've gotten as much of the competitive spirit out of the virtual races. I think uh more what I find is the camaraderie of the community of all, everyone coming together and especially in ultra running I think that's a really fun and enjoyable part of the sport that uh, like myself and a lot of people miss and um I would say I find a lot more of the camaraderie again even from apart in virtual um and kind of cool to be here in the States yeah. and still uh, join in with a whole nother continent. So um, yeah, I would say I pull more camaraderie than competitiveness out of these events.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I, and I think they're doing a, a great job for for ensuring we keep the running community strong. How are you dealing with the coronavirus quarantine in general life and also in within your training?
1: Yeah, so the biggest effect it has on me personally um, is that just races are kind of wiped off the calendar for the foreseeable future. So um, apart from that, uh, running is my full-time job. So uh, I'm still training and running. Um, Kind of one of the things I like to do is cycle as well. So I've added in more cycling into my routine just to... um, not ramp up running volume as much when I don't have something right around the corner but it's helping me stay fit stay strong and I I enjoy it Um, I'm doing a bit of indoor cycling so I feel like it's a nice balance of um, something that's kind of COVID-19 kosher so um, yeah kind of getting into that like uh, Zwift Watopia world which is its own whole thing. Um, But it's been kind of fun. And then as far as looking forward, uh, I'm hoping that things ease up as summer comes along. I'd love to get out camping a bit. Um, We do have some camping like 10-15 minutes right from town. So even something like that will be pretty fun. But combined with that, we'll be looking at some FKT attempts, I think, while uh, big gatherings of races isn't happening. um, I think the opportunity to set some fastest known times or establish new routes and kind of try to think outside the box with some of these ideas um, will, will be one of the challenges I'll try to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the thing. We've got to try and be a little bit more creative at the moment. Um, So do you have any races for later in the year in mind that you think may possibly go ahead?
1: Um, So I I had a pretty simple um, race schedule set up coming into 2020, um, which is good and bad. Um, (laughs) I had the US Olympic trials for the marathon, and then I had Comrades marathon, which got postponed to uh, a non-definitive date, um, which I don't think I'll be participating in that this year. I think instead, I'm going to hedge my bets of doing more trail running and more climbing and um, wait for the decision. I'm also signed up for UTMB. And they're yet to make a decision on that race. Um, I don't necessarily, yeah, I'm I'm not super optimistic about it going off. I really have no idea though, but I think it being aligned in the same time frame that Tour de France is going on, uh, you can kind of watch how all of France and Europe is reacting a bit to the situation and um, it'll be kind of just making a personal decision if it feels safe and uh, okay to do, I guess socially. Um, So that's a big factor. And then I didn't have any other races on the calendar. It was just going to be playing it by ear and Trying to figure it out after UTMB. Um, but I feel like preparing for UTMB um, and doing the trails in the vert and, uh, and non specific training right now, um, yeah. it makes me a little more versatile in figuring out if I want to do some fastest known times or some solo events or get together with uh, a couple of friends just here in Flagstaff and um, try to figure out an adventure to do
0: yeah I mean I guess doing that sort of training will always make you a much keep you being really strong so that's always a positive anyway um what does an average week of training look like for you
1: yeah so probably the last six weeks um I guess I log everything in miles and feet yes Uh, Australians are better than most countries I think at doing both but uh I, I'm just a, a tick under 200k. Um, I'm around 110, 115 miles the last couple wow. of weeks. But the, the yeah. bigger stretch of six-ish weeks since I built back up from the marathon has been over 100 miles a week. But then I'm also, uh, I have started building up on the bike in the last two weeks. I've been around 300 miles on the bike.
0: So is that on uh, um, road bike or, or mountain bike as well as the indoor
1: uh it's a it's all indoor miles for the most part i think i got about 50 55 mile ride on my mountain bike last week um but not doing too much outdoor riding um it just simplifies it for me time-wise kind of uh, if a lot of people have like jobs and stuff it for me it's not my first job so i need to fit it in time-wise and then um Yeah, I guess I'm trying to catch my girlfriend on levels of Zwift, so I've been trying to (laughs) knock out routes and stuff, so I'm pretty competitive. That's a good talent. Uh, Yeah, it's been fun.
0: And um, so, yeah, so that's an average week of training. So um, during this coronavirus where you're not racing at the moment, are you still um, doing speed work and those sorts of things?
1: No, uh, I've just kind of taken the speed work. I mean – if I do anything, it's a couple strides, yeah, three times a week at the end, like four to six strides, uh, which are like little pickups to a sprint for 100 meters. So um, might do that about three times throughout the week. Um, but other than that, there's just no no specific speed work or workouts. Um, but that's something I usually save, especially once I get to ultra running as I approach race day um, yeah. I, I use it as a sharpening tool usually in ultra running whereas if okay. I was doing road stuff and marathon training um, it would have to be something more regular but with marathons getting cancelled as well I if you're a marathoner I, it's hard at least for me personally to maintain a high level of volume while doing workouts so um, I enjoy the process of volume-based training and um, yeah and enjoy the trails this way
0: no that sounds good so can you um as we wrap up give the listeners some tips that you think might help them deal with life during quarantine and lack of races and sort of the uncertainty is there anything that's helped you any tips that you might have
1: yeah so um i've embraced the indoor trainer a lot uh on the bicycle changing it up from not just running, but trying to mix in one or a, or more sports if you can, I think um, that's helped me personally. Um, if you have a roommate, try to run with the roommate. If it's your spouse or significant other or just a friend that you live with, um, drag them out for a short run. It could be fun. Um, I know, yeah, Australia is in a lot different situation than what we are here in the States. So if you can look at it as short term and stay optimistic and um, just try to, uh, hopefully make the most of what you have, but also don't stress about it. I think there's other ways to eat better in this situation. So when things do ease up and life hopefully goes back to a little more normal that, um, you have less work to go when you want to get back into things, I think, uh, would also be a good, good thing to keep in.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. That sounds great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well done on your run. And um, thanks for chatting with me today.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Okay. Bye. Hi, Darcy, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi, how are you today? I'm um, really good. How's um, all of your training and running going? It's going well, as well as it can be, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, are yeah.
2: really fortunate in, in Boulder, Colorado, because we can still get outside and be on the trails, thankfully.
0: Yeah, and yeah. you have some beautiful trails around there, so you're very lucky. Yes,
2: absolutely, we are
0: So, um, as uh, many of the listeners will know, you participated in the um, ISO Run Fest 100K Slam, didn't you? The the full lot of runs. Yes, yep. And, of course, did you do them at the same time as the Australians were doing them? Yeah,
2: so we started, we were starting them exactly at the time that you were all starting to run as well. So, for example, in Colorado, the basically both days on Friday and Saturday, it started at 4 p.m., which I think would be approximately, I think, 8 a.m. your time? Yeah, we
0: started at 8 a.m., yep.
2: Yeah, so I was starting each event um, on, at, well, on Friday it was 4 p.m. for the first event. I think it yes. was 4 p.m., 6 p.m., and then 10 p.m.,
0: Oh, and no, then, 10 p.m. for the half marathon. Yes,
2: yeah, And then,
0: and then 4 p.m.
2: for the 64K start on oh, no. Saturday.
0: So you so. went into the night a bit for that.
2: Yes, I did, yeah.
0: But I suppose being an ultra runner, you're used to that anyway.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm not as used to starting my day um, mm. or starting my run, I should say, in the afternoon. So I think that was a little bit challenging, and you know just trying to kind of plan around that I think is it can be hard but um oh sorry about that beeping
0: that's Um, I think I think it's hard sometimes to know what to eat before like an afternoon run because normally when it's in the morning you just get up and and kind of run on the same sort of foods yeah you find that harder
2: I did actually I thought it, it was just um yeah it was just kind of interesting to try and you know figure out what to what to eat prior to and and how to kind of work that in I think Friday was a little bit easier because we had the 5k and the 10k and then there was sort of a gap so you could actually come home and have dinner and then you know um and then start the the 21k at night so that one I didn't think was was um as challenging um but yeah you know it was it was a little bit you know it was a different format for sure
0: and so, um, did you prepare at all for this event or are you ready to jump into this sort of event anytime? <laughs> I didn't really
2: prepare at all. And I had <laughs> some longer training weeks leading yeah. up to it. Uh-huh. So, so I just, you know, really, I, for me, it was about participating in an event yeah. that was kind of bringing community, the running community together and, um, it was really neat to sort of connect a little bit. I didn't really get to see many of the international athletes, but some, and so yeah. that was kind of neat. To feel like we were all connecting from you know all parts of the the globe, and that was really neat for me.
0: Yeah, and I, I and I think that's so important at this time in life, isn't it? With everything that's going on. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So what did you have the same course for each event or did you have different courses or and was it road or trail? Tell us a little bit about your courses.
2: Yeah, I didn't really map anything out prior to I just sort of kind of I was just kind of winging it actually from my from my front door. So again, you know, fortunately, I live really close to trails. And so my loops were a combination. I had to do some road running. Um, and then I tried to stick mainly to trails. Um, and so for the 5k, I, there's a tr- mostly trail running loop that I can do from my house and, you know, runs around a, a, a lake that's nearby and comes back. Oh, nice. Um, and so, you know, I have some routes that I sort of do on a fairly regular basis that I was able to just sort of repeat for some of them and yeah. um and then for the 64k i did two loops that were 14 and a half miles um and then i and then i just added on at the end at another loop basically so it was a lot of the same a lot of the same trails that i ran for
0: a good part of the races yeah yeah and i suppose but as you're going in tonight that's probably a good thing anyway <clears throat>
2: Yeah. And on Saturday we had a lot of um, thunder and lightning and we had a ton oh, of, no. yeah. So I was kind of dealing with, with that um, actually. And it was, it was where I was running it was a little bit further East of where I am and there was major lightning storm happening. So that was, that was exciting, for sure. <laughs> exciting is a good word for it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little dicey, but.
0: <laughs> so, made, what was your nutrition yeah. for the sixty-four k? What did you focus on for that? Um.
2: Well, you know, I had I had eaten, you know, a, a really good late afternoon. Um, I guess you could call it lunch, and yeah. um, you know, just sort of typical, like. <laughs> I'm mostly vegetarian. So it was, I think I I don't even really remember exactly, but I think it was like, you know, some kind of a, a veggie sandwich. And, um, and then, you know, during the run, I had, I had some snacks that were just sort of by my front door and, you know, and just obviously lots of drinks that I was refueling with, but, um, I took, uh, bars and, and I use honey stinger products. So I was using like yep. honey stinger chews and waffles and things like that during the race or during the run. Um, so yeah. And then I think at one point I'd come back and, um, I was using my house as an aid station and my, yeah. my daughter and my ex husband had made some soup for me. So I did take oh, in the run. So that was really great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how are you dealing with the um, coronavirus quarantine in, in your general life and in your training? Yeah,
2: you know, it's, um, you know, again, I mean, I, I feel like it hasn't impacted my training that much. Yeah. So I'm still able to really get out under the trails. Um, I do try to wear a mask where it's appropriate and where it's needed, which can make it a little bit more challenging. Um and, you know, there's a little bit more sort of energy, I would say, out on the trails now. And, oh, definitely. Yeah. That's, a, it, I think that's probably the hardest part to navigate. And sometimes it's harder to motivate, I feel like, to get out on the trails when um, it feels like maybe people are just a little bit, there's a lot of anxiety out there, I think. So it's, it's, it's harder to, to sort of, I guess, motivate and navigate that, the world in that way. But, um, yeah. I just, uh, you know, maintain distance and I keep a buff on and, and wear that whenever I, you know, or at least try to, you know, when I'm yeah. past people that seem like they really, you know, you can sort of tell when people want you to wear your mask and definitely.
0: When- yeah. And so, um, I assume most of your races for this year have been cancelled or um, postponed. What What is your focus for the year then?
2: Um, yeah, so everything thus far has been cancelled. We're still waiting to hear about um, Hard Rock 100, which is in okay. July, and then still waiting to hear about the UTMB. So mm. um, I think by the end of May – will know what the decision is about those two races. So right now it's sort of a wait and see. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, I sort of have some thoughts about maybe some other adventures, if, if, none, of those, if none of those races are happening. Um, so I'm, you know, just kind of sort of mildly planning in the back of my head, some other adventures potentially.
0: Yeah, and I, I think focusing on adventures is, is a good way to go with that because well obviously we can't race but running right. should be an adventure as well shouldn't it
2: absolutely yeah and that's I actually that's my my preferred way of,
0: <laughs> of yes. running
2: anyway. so it's it's, it's yep.
0: good so um just before we wrap up can you give the listeners some tips that you feel has helped you dealing with with um you know races being cancelled and staying positive any tips you can give the listeners for that
1: Yeah. Um,
2: gosh. I mean, I think just, you know, getting out every day has been really helpful for me. And um I've I found at least here that, you know, if you can get out first thing in the morning and earlier, at least here is always better because there's typically less people out there earlier. Mm -hmm. Um that sort of helps it. I mean, that's and that's true even when not in this kind of a pandemic state, but Um, just getting out and you know, at least getting some sunshine on your face if you're able to. Um and I think if not, you know, if you're if you're forced to be inside, then um I guess I would just recommend maybe doing there's so many online workouts now. Um, so you know, kind of switching it up maybe and doing a little bit more, focusing a little bit more on strength work and um, I know here we have a lot of online yoga classes and things like that so um, I tend to sign up for those at least once a week and that kind of helps to keep things fresh and and different so
0: yeah so basically focusing on maybe on maybe developing the parts of our running body that we haven't worked on before or for a yeah, while I think so mm. I think that's great yeah, yeah, we can all benefit from those things that we do, we normally say we don't have the time for. Suddenly you know, we right. have all the time.
2: <laughs> right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: All right, well, thanks so much for chatting with me and, and well done on the run. I believe you came fifth overall, didn't you? You know, I don't know. I never saw the results. so I'm I was- uh, pretty sure you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, awesome. uh, yeah, no, no, you came, you came fifth overall, so um, awesome. yeah, yeah of the females so yeah okay well done all righty well thanks so much for the chat and um we'll, i'm sure the listeners will be following on to see what you get up to for the rest of the year thank you yeah thanks, thanks for having me on bye
2: all right take care
0: you too bye hi tim and welcome to the peak endurance podcast Ah, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries. So um, on the weekend, you were one of the US athletes that participated in the ISO Fest and you did the marathon distance run. Can you tell me a little bit about why you chose that particular run?
3: Uh yeah so the choice for that one from it was actually kind of easy because I'm I'm just getting back into training so the thought of going any longer didn't make much sense and <laughs> no. uh you know it's kind of like well and then the shorter ones I don't know it I felt like, you know, I wanted to have a bit of a challenge and, you know, just kind of go through similar things that every other athlete was going to be doing. So I I thought, you know, the marathon's perfect. You know, it's further than I've gone in, you know, quite a few or in a couple months, but uh, it'll be a nice way to, you know, kind of go out there and suffer with other people at the same time.
0: May I ask, why, why haven't you been training? Have you been injured?
3: No. So two months ago, I had um, I had, thankfully, a a 50 mile race that I was able to actually compete in um, (gasps) right before they closed everything in the US. And it was like (laughs) the it was like the last day. My my friend joked that I you know, I was first in the last race in the U S. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I, had that, I had a 50 miler and then just kind of my scheduled, you know, a uh, couple of weeks of easy tr- like time off yep. and easy running. And then, so I'm just getting back into things.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. So you believe in, um, a good long recovery period after a race.
3: I, I do in the sense of no structured training, but I yeah. will sometimes, you know, 50 K's I'll, I might, you know, jog the next day, 50 miler, hundred miler, a couple of days later, I might do it, but I, I do tend to, you know, give it, you know, a couple of weeks before I actually get into detailed specific training. Cause I think the body and the mind especially need that recovery period. Like, you know, so much physically, emotionally, and psychologically goes into an event that you really need to take that step back. Otherwise I think it's too easy to kind of, you know, toe the edge and and burn up.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, in having said that you, as seeing as you hadn't been doing a lot of training, how did it feel doing a marathon distance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was challenging. Uh,
3: you know, it, I think it's a good reminder for all of us that like you know, regardless of what level you may be at or what you've accomplished, like running's hard. You know, yeah. it's it's difficult. <laughs> like it, um, but I I think for you know a couple things that compounded it were one you know kind of building up to that, so I hadn't been you know necessarily uh i hadn't done much training like that distance um but then also with the time differences like 3 p.m yeah. here in the in california it was pretty warm um so oh, know, i'm used to course. running like when it's nice and cool mm. and crisp air at like 6 7 8 a.m and so i was like sitting around all day it's like oh man it feels like utmb what do i do like what am i gonna <laughs> eat what am i gonna like fill my day with but it was, uh, yeah. it was all good fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I find the eating the hardest part with an afternoon start because you, it's so hard to know what to eat. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so in, in that regard, what what is your nutrition for a longer run like that? So, um, well, I guess, you know, leading, like you
3: were just saying, throughout the day, I, I, when I have an afternoon or evening race, I try to basically, you know, kind of have like my normal breakfast have some light kind of meal in the middle of the day, like a sandwich or something. Yeah. And then like two hours before the event, if it's at 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 11, some of the European races are that late. I like two hours prior to that, I kind of start my normal breakfast routine again. Like I'll have my okay. coffee and oatmeal and things like even if it's 9 p.m., it's like, hey, you know, this is two hours before the 11 p.m. start. Let's just get back into that groove. So if, it kind of helps me, I think, mentally, like feel like I'm preparing for like a, a normal kind of uh, effort. Yeah. Um, but uh, then, you know, during the, during something like the marathon, um, I, I, I actually didn't, no, I, I took, <laughs> I'm not always the best one to ask uh, for nutrition yeah. advice, but I, I, I took a one goo energy gel. And oh, practice. seriously.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow.
3: And then, I, and then I, I had about maybe like eight ounces of water.
0: Oh geez, in, in the yeah. heat
3: uh it, it wasn't terribly hot but it was I guess for us it was like 70 degrees so it's you know it's it's warmer than I normally would run in
0: um, yeah like and, it, you know I, I, I mm-hmm. and so the course that you did was it on road trails or treadmill
3: so I chose um it was kind of a mix between uh dirt and uh road um yeah. thankfully where I'm at right now in California we we don't have really any restrictions on the running that we can do so i'm able to you know get up to some incredible you know single track trails up in the mountains but knowing that everyone else doesn't have that i kind of wanted to participate in that like you know in solidarity you know choose yeah. something that you know is similar to others I, I didn't go as far as the treadmill i didn't want to punish myself <laughs> unnecessarily no. but yeah, exactly. i did just do this little um just like uh i don't know it was probably like a like a two maybe like a two to three k maybe three k loop from my house like just okay. right out the door up the dirt road down the pavement and then I did that over and over and over and then at about mile 18 I I felt like I was bonking so I was like oh, I don't want to do hills anymore so I just went out and back on the road
0: oh yeah fair enough so you always looked back to your house did you I did yep yeah yep. so you could have drunk more water probably I guess <laughs> <laughs> there,
3: there's no excuse I was no, just lazy. that's what I'm
0: getting at but that's okay <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> But that's all right. I mean, it's whatever works, and it, and th- they say that now that you shouldn't over drink, so at least you didn't do that. So
3: that is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um have you had a few easy days after doing that distance? Did you feel it, seeing as you haven't done as much long distance lately? Yeah,
3: I I, I have just been running easy every day since, Um and. Um, I was definitely, I would say like a, a bit tired, um, combination of, you know, running and running the distance, but also the entire week leading up to it, my wife and I've been working on this outdoor, uh, rock project where I'm moving just, you know, thousands of pounds of rock and making a retaining wall. So I think I'm a little oh, tired from that as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So functional training. Yeah. Functional training. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, obviously, all of the races, I don't know what you had planned for this year, but I'm just assuming that most of them have been cancelled or postponed. So, what is your focus for the rest of the year then? Uh,
3: I know. It's it's an interesting uh, kind of landscape to navigate as an athlete. Um, yeah. You know, I I at the moment, um, I'm looking at probably doing like a little summer kind of personal project in FKT locally because what's kind of neat about that is they, you can do it with almost no support, you know, in areas that, you know, you're so, are physically distanced and, you know, it's respecting all of our laws and uh, current, um, you know, restrictions. Uh, and so I'm looking at probably doing an FKT and it's something that we normally can't do when we have a full racing schedule. Like, you know, it just doesn't yeah, really fit yes, in. But, um, yeah, so. And then later on in the summer at the moment, I'm still signed up for UTMB and they haven't made a decision. They said May 20th they were going to come out with something. So, you know, if that were to move forward, I guess I would kind of gear up for that. But otherwise, it's just kind of, you know, one of those rare instances where I think all of us can take an opportunity to kind of step back, kind of, you know, maybe take more time to recover than we typically would if we had something definitively Mm. on the calendar where, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, we hold ourselves accountable to like this Rigid schedule that doesn't ever move, where sometimes you know it's not the best for our health, and I think this is an opportunity to kind of, hey, you know, take a step back and just enjoy running for running.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we have to, like, like you said, look for the positives in this situation, and and that certainly can be one of them. So, what does your average week of training look like? Uh, if I'm if I'm
3: really ramp, so if I'm preparing for something like, uh, yeah. let's say, Ultra Trail Australia, like I, yeah. I would say I'd probably. Would be doing between ninety to one hundred and ten miles per week, uh, yeah. with you know, maybe fifteen thousand feet of vertical gain mixed in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, do you do speed work for those sorts of longer races too? I do. Um, you know, something that I, my coach and I have found effective is that we never get too far away from the turnover. Because I yes. think it's important to mechanically stay efficient. You know, even mm. if let's say at UTMB or a hundred miler, like you know, one of us isn't going to be running. You know, our top-end speed it relatively makes those efforts feel, uh, more manageable. So exactly, I think it's yeah. important to kind of always have that gear. And then, you know, as we're finding some of these races, men and women, like it comes down to a 30 second gap between first <laughs> and third. So you, you gotta, know. You, kinda, you gotta be ready to turn things over and, you know, drop that sub five minute mile if you need to. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. And, um, so at the moment, are you, um, are you still logging big miles or what are you doing or are you doing some cross training anything different at the moment um no
3: not not big miles but you know a healthy dose probably i'm i'm probably right in that like 80 to 90 mile range right now um with very light uh workouts like you know kind of fart licks or you know some little hills hill sprints or intervals but things that like where normally if like on a like a, a scale of like 10, like I might push myself to like seven eights, like I'm in yeah. the like five to six range, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, turning, changing gears and, and working on kind of s- not just being in that slow kind of plod the entire time, but you know, also yeah. not digging myself into a well, cause it's
0: not really necessary at the moment. <clears throat> no, definitely not. So how are you dealing with the, I mean, I know you said you can still go to trails, but there, there's still life has changed a lot. How are you de- dealing with the coronavirus quarantine in general life? at the moment
3: yeah it's uh you know it, it is it's a challenge um i I feel thankful that um you know where where we live i um, we we are in a pretty rural area with a lot of space around us you know we're not in that condensed metropolitan kind of um, situation um, and then also I work at the local hospital and so you know for the last eight weeks we've basically been getting daily updates and kind of you know being completely educated on kind of the the changing scenario so I feel like you know i I'm up to date on everything as it comes out. So it kind of helps ease those tensions of like, not necessarily feeling like, Oh, what's going to happen. I mean, Mm. no one really knows, but you know, at least I'm like, you know, privy to that information right away. Um, And I think, you know, having that, you know, finger on the pulse helps kind of ease some of the anxiety, but uh, on the other side, it's like, well, you know, then kind of in the thick of it and, you know, you see the kind of the, the immediate stuff of, you know, what happens in the hospital. And uh, so, but uh, you know, thankfully have, have uh, like my wife, Lindsay, at home. And, uh, you know, we, we we actually have a few people living with us before this happened. So we have like a small little group where it's like, we kind of have those like interactions with another couple and like almost, you know, you can't have like a dinner party because we're all in the same household. So in a yeah, sense, it yeah. doesn't feel as like isolating where, you know, my brother, he lives in downtown yeah. LA and he lives by himself in a flat. And it's like, man, he, mm. he's going stir crazy. Like, you know, he's, yeah, just, he's, got, he's got nobody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I guess it all depends on your situation, doesn't it? And and yeah. and, and that, in that regard, you know, with the virtual races, what do you think the benefits are for being for participating in those virtual races?
3: I think it's really neat, you know, because something that a lot of us enjoy about the um, you know the ultra trail scene is the community and being yeah. able to connect with others, either in our own regional areas or globally. And suddenly when you take that race out, we're, we all recognize that, whoa, something that we really appreciated was how we are able to come together over a common, mm. you know, kind of interest of mm. going out and suffering on some ridiculous distance. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's kind of neat. And so the virtual way or the virtual format, it allows you to at least still, you know, kind of communicate and, and share that same interest and, you know, go out and suffer together, even though it's, you know, just, you know, and uh, uh, mm. yeah, and So I I don't know. I think it's pretty neat and it keeps you accountable. You know, it, uh, that's true. I would, I I I, I would not have done a (laughs) 42 K on Saturday had it not been for all these other crazy people around the globe (laughs) that wanted to do the same thing. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, that's great. Can you, um, as we wrap up, give the listeners some tips that you think might help them deal with the fact that, you know, races have been canceled. They can't run with other people. What are some tips that, that you think might help them get through this?
3: I think a really important thing to kind of remember is, you know, why, why you are running, you know, there's a lot of joy to be found outside of just the accomplishment of a particular race. You know, we kind of, find ourselves and like, you know, you know, through the, the pursuit of chasing those big lofty goals. And I think that, you know, just still setting your, holding yourself to some sort of kind of a schedule is important where it's like, okay, we don't have a race on the calendar, but we can still, you know, set up a weekly and monthly big macro cycle for ourselves and, you know, stay accountable. And like, you know, you could even do something with a friend where, you know, maybe it's like, Hey, we can't run together, but, Let's hop on Skype for 60 seconds, then go for run for an hour or two, and then come back and like debrief for another 60 seconds with a friend, and you know, you know, kind of have that virtual yeah. format, like just kind of you know the the virtual meetup. But I think you know some of those things, and and just knowing that. Anything you put in the bank right now in terms of fitness, it's never going to go away. So, like, if you're able to keep yourself healthy and, you know, kind of slowly build, you know, some some base fitness at the moment, it's going to pay off eventually when things do come back online. So, you know, I I would avoid just, you know, laying things up for six months. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but then on the flip side, if, if you're someone that, you know, like a lot of us, you're always dealing with, like, a little niggle and, you know, maybe the Achilles tendon was bothering you, but you had this big race and you don't want to take off. you know, treat yourself to that. Have a little self-compassion passion, take some take a little time and let those little kind of nagging injuries completely resolve and then methodically get back into it. Because this is a perfect opportunity to do so.
0: Oh that, that's that's for sure. Yeah. No, and thanks for those tips. I think um they'll really resonate with people. Well thank you so much for the chat and well done for your run on the weekend. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. All righty well thanks and good luck with all your racing and hopefully UTMP does go in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hi, Michael, and welcome back to the Peak Endurance Podcast.
4: Hey, how are you? It's nice to be on.
0: Good. Um, Yeah, I'm doing well. not as busy as you, but, you know, that, that would be pretty hard to achieve. Now, just in the last weekend gone, you participated in the um, Hoka ISO Run Festival and you did the 100K Slam, that's correct? Yeah, that is correct, yes. And so obviously, um, seeing as you live in America and it was based on Australian times, the times that you did all the different events was slightly different to us. What were the different times that you had to do the events at?
4: Oh yeah, they were. I think it started at six p.m. on Friday night, and then oh, okay. eight p.m. on Friday night, and then midnight on Saturday morning.
0: Oh, so you had to do the half marathon at midnight.
4: Yeah, and then did you they... go to bed in
0: between? No, no, no. Okay, yep. So sorry, <laughs> and then go on. And then when was the um the the final run?
4: Uh, the final run was at six p.m. on Saturday evening.
0: Ah, oh, okay. So you had all day, and then you had to run for part of the night. Yes. And um, what what course did you use? Did you use your standard course around your home, or did you do something different?
4: Uh, for the first three events, I ran around my block, like my standard course, and then for the final event, I did uh, a couple, three of the bike trails in the area, and oh, I yeah. um set a fastest known time on them in the middle of the event so
0: oh wow um, that's awesome
4: yeah it was fantastic yeah yeah
0: that's great so yeah so you came um fifth male in the um slam and um with some really good times in there so sixteen forty three for the 5k and 35 minutes for the 10k so um you're obviously still feeling really good in spite of all the different events you've been doing uh,
4: yeah, although I did start to feel it um during <laughs> during this last Hoka event, I really um, yeah, yeah, I was really starting to feel the accumulation of um, you know all the events leading up to it. i think I think I ran seven hundred and sixty miles in the course of uh, April, and so yeah, I was, oh, I was God. my legs were were a little bit spent,
0: yeah, no no doubt that's that's unsurprising. Um so once again so in the week leading up to the event did you do much or did you kind of just just um do a little bit of maintenance running
4: Uh yeah just a little maintenance running but I did a lot of lifting and uh I've been doing crossfit so okay. I did crossfit oh. uh every day uh in, leading up to the event the only day that I took an easy morning was Friday of the of the day of the race
0: so, yeah, no wonder your legs were starting to feel tired. So what did you do with your time between the races? Um,
4: between the 5K and the 10K, I had dinner. Uh, yeah. Between the 10K and the half marathon, I just played Fortnite with my kids. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, And then between the half marathon and the 64K, I was able to sleep for a bit um, okay uh and then you know i just got ready for the race really um yeah. So, yeah so that was great
0: oh that sounds good it wasn't too too difficult then to organize um did you have any particular strategy for how you wanted to run the each each event of the festival
4: Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, well, I was trying to win. Um, and then my legs were just, you know, not, I, there was, like you said, there was some really good competition and, um, you know, I, I was a little behind after the 5k and 10k. And then, you know, I, I knew like when I was doing the half marathon that my legs were, you know, not, not super happy. And I knew it was going to be a struggle to do the 64k, but Um, You know, I wanted to make as good a showing as I could. So I I ran as hard as I, you know, possibly could. And, um, you know, that's kind of was my goal is, you know, just to see, you know, what I could get out of myself based on, you know, what kind of, um, you know, what my body was going to give me.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Do you go into every race planning to win?
4: Well, I mean, I don't go into the New York City Marathon or, like, the (laughs) London Marathon thinking I'm going to win, but, you know, I I definitely have goals and, you know, I I definitely want to try to put myself in the best possible position to, you know, have the best day I can.
0: Yeah. Do you ever do, like, you know, like some people do B races in a lead up to an A race? Do you do that sort of thing where you know that you might not perform as well as perhaps you could? Or do you always Uh, want to...
4: i race like 50 times a year yeah
0: so, so uh, yeah there is no so, yeah. so do you ever have an a race like just one race that you just focus on or is uh, it all kind of just all of the races
4: yeah i mean i really haven't had um you know just like most of my races are kind of or my schedules kind of built so that you know each of the races kind of builds on the other and, and yeah. you know you you can kind of use them um, as a, a stepping stone or use what you gain in a hundred miler to, you know, have more endurance for a marathon or something. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of, uh, the way that I've done it, but I haven't said like, oh, I'm not only going to train for six months for comrades or Western States or
0: something like that. Like I just, yeah, I just haven't done that. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's what most people do because they find that they can't do what you do. I, what do you, is it, do you think, that gives you that ability to just keep backing up
4: race after uh, race? I, I mean, I think I, I want to do it. I enjoy it. Mm. It's, you know, it's what, um, you know, um, sustains me and, and fuels yeah. me. And um, so I think that's part of it. I mean, I think some people just don't enjoy um you know, the, that, that part of it as much, right. Some people just like to, like to train and, um, and, 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 you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, you know, the way that I get excited about things is, you know, putting myself out there and competing and, you know, that's just the way that I enjoy, you know, my, my journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I admire you and I think it's amazing. I wish I could be more like that myself um so what do you like with these sort of virtual races what do you see as the benefit of of those for the running community
4: i think the coolest thing and and it's really the reason that i'm taking part in this you know challenge that you know i was talking to you about uh today is like um is just the chance to come together as a community and um share stories and uh you know kind of help each other through this time and um I mean, I, that, I really miss that. I miss that, that aspect of running. I mean, I love the competition, but I also love the community and just like, you know, chit chatting and, you know, asking Oh, wow. Like, you know, how do you like that pack? Or, you know, like, have you found any good trails or, you know, what's going on with you? How is your, you know, your family and, um, you know, I miss all that. And, uh, I think these virtual events are are just a chance to uh, do that. Um, you know, in a, in a, a different way and and so it's a chance to reconnect and, and stay connected with you know our our tribe
0: yeah no I agree and um so just tell the listeners a little bit about the event that you're doing right now
4: oh yeah so um yeah I just got off uh and I'm actually doing it's called uh I guess it's a guy named David Goggins who came up with the oh, idea yes. or he okay. he is promoting it but it's you do it's a little bit different than what I've done previously, but you do four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Um, so, you know, that's a little over 6k for, you know, you guys, uh, that, that do metric. So yeah, it's a little over 6k every four hours for 48 hours. And so, you know, it's, it's something that I think is achievable for, you know, most people. And if you can't run four miles, he's like, you can just, bike four miles or walk four miles and um so you basically yeah, you pretty, had four hours awesome. to com-
0: yeah to complete the four miles so i guess
4: yeah um, like you hour. can walk it yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and um and so what
4: i walked mine and played uh, xbox so
0: yeah <laughs> oh that's that's funny um and so what are you going to be doing between each of those four miles for 48 hours will you sleep at all
4: um, yeah, I probably will. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's not, um, you know, it's a long enough time where you can and, um, it's something I've been working on and I think it'll be kind of an interesting, uh, experiment to see, you know, if I can and like, how much yeah. sleep do I get and how do I feel? And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that and I'm trying to like, keep it super easy. And so, like I, like I said, I walk the first one and I might actually end up walking them all just to, you know, just to test myself in that way and see if I get yeah. bored or, um, you know, I can train my mind to, you know, be able to, you know, just move, move gradually.
0: Yeah, I guess. And, and that's, that's a good way to focus on something different as well.
4: Yeah, it totally is. And it, yeah, it should be, it should be really fun. It'll be a good challenge.
0: And so do you have any more events coming up in the near future?
4: Um, I actually, yeah, I've been, yeah, I want to do some more fastest known times. Uh, I yeah, want to run around right. Washington D.C. Uh, I've got one event that I, I'd like to play, uh, like a football game that I play for twenty four hours on the treadmill and try to go like a hundred miles. I think that'll be fun.
0: Um, what, what do you, ma- what do you mean football game?
4: Uh, it's like an American football game. It's called Madden NFL football, and I thought it'd yeah. be fun to just play that for twenty four hours and. Uh, run 100 miles on the treadmill so like that's something that I'm considering doing Um,
0: okay that sounds unusual
4: yeah it should be pretty interesting uh and then maybe do one where I do chess for 24 hours like on the treadmill and try to go like 100 miles Um, playing chess yeah yeah that would be interesting to see
0: how your um cognitive function changes over time yes
4: exactly yeah (laughs) to see like yeah. i see see if your rating goes up or down you know based yeah. on, like how many games you play there's yeah, actually like, like a really cool sport called chess boxing where you like box and then for three minutes and then you play chess <laughs> for three minutes so oh my that's god. high on my list of things that i want to do it's it's that in sounds London, hilarious though, so I, yeah it's
0: yeah. yeah, awesome yeah yeah uh, I'll, totally I'll have to check look it look out that up. oh my god it's <laughs>
4: awesome yeah 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 it's totally cool
0: Geez, the things people think of—it's like that—that's hilarious. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's something to look up then. Um, all right. Well, it sounds like you're um, keeping really busy, um, as as we sort of noticed last time we chatted. Um, do you have any anything else you'd like to let us know about what's going on, and and or how you felt during that that run, or anything else?
4: Um, yeah. I mean, I I I definitely was struggling during the, the hoka. Um, one one isolation run, but um, but I mean that's part of it, you know. When you're yeah. you're doing these big things, you know, you get you 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 have to you know respect your body. And I have definitely taken an easier week this week, and yeah. um, you know I'm I'm planning to you know be really mindful of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and also like when you started to feel that you weren't um, that you're were finding it a bit more difficult than usual you sort of did you back it off at all or did you keep pushing at the same level
4: uh during the race or yeah uh, yeah during, the, during race. the race I was pushing but um yeah but but yeah I mean I I definitely like gave it up my all but I also was trying to be mindful that I, you know I didn't want to end up you know yeah that's the what healthcare I'm getting up. systems yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: exactly.
4: Yeah. it's like yeah, yeah I, I I I've you know done a lot of events so I kind of know where my my yeah. levels are and and you know it's yeah I I didn't dig myself so big a hole that I couldn't get out of it
0: and and that's I I guess also part of how you're able to do these sorts of things is you know your body so well now you can really read the signs of how you're going
4: yeah yeah sometimes like it's weird uh, though because your your body's tricky and so sometimes yeah. uh you know, stuff that's worked in the past doesn't work or you get, you know, something that comes up or, you know, there's, you know, the heat affects you differently than it has in the past. Or, um, so I think that's what makes it so cool and interesting too, is like, even though you, you, you've done all these things, you know, a lot of different times, like there's always new things that you have to face and overcome and, Uh, challenges and um you have to be adaptable and and fluid and and also like be a problem solver and um you know that it's so it's never the same every time you run a marathon you know you there's something that that you know can be different and uh especially the distances get longer you know it just gets you know more and more challenging
0: yeah no that's that's fair enough all right well great thanks so much for um having a chat with us again and congratulations on your fifth place and i hope this latest event goes well too well
4: thank you very much yeah i appreciate it thanks for chatting with me
0: okay bye bye guys I really hope you enjoyed this Hoka Ona One Iso Run Fest special. Later in the week, I'll be putting out a podcast with the male winner of the 100k slam, Dion Finocario. Dion lives in Melbourne and is a very accomplished runner, as well as being a down-to-earth and humble guy. I'm sure you'll enjoy that one too. Now is the time in your training to prepare to prepare. Training is about long-term development. You can't decide four weeks before a race that you want to start training for it. Training starts now, months ahead of time. And with restrictions easing, it looks like a lot of those races in October will go ahead. If you want quality structured training, email me or DM me to get started. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please support it by going on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review. This lifts the visibility and credibility of the podcast and enables me to continue getting high profile athletes on. Have a great week, enjoy the easing restrictions and stay well.